It's 11.02, time for the Duke of Pipso. It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from Lake Nona Golf and Country Club in Orlando, Florida, home of the Hilton Grand Vacation Tournament of Champions. I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now let's head down to the putting green and check in with Matt. All right. Good to see you. Thanks for checking in. I'm always yeah, what's what's going on down about here? You. Uh, just I'm just uh, cleaning. You know, there's an issue with geese. Yeah, you know, every golf, every good golf course, you know, it's good because there's geese that are always walking around everywhere. You know, it's I don't Florida, want I don't want to so say what they do, but it's Florida, so you can handle the geese problem as a business owner, and the government won't interfere. Yeah. Well, that's I I'm just trying to do my best here. Just doing whatever I can to be helpful. So, so I'm just saying you could get rid of the the geese permanently. No one would know or care. It's Florida. Okay. Well, I, I yeah, I was sort of hoping to get more credit than no one knowing or caring. But let you know, let me let me just transition real quick to since we're talking about me yeah sure let's talk to let's i want to tell you something you don't know about me okay Uh, and so i i started to do a little research and then i thought no i don't want to i don't want to screw this up by by being too having too many facts um so but i i thought this was an interesting little little tale so uh in the 1880s, uh, a member of my family on my mom's side came over uh, to the United States from Ireland on a, a ship that ended up coming in through the St. Lawrence Seaway into the Great Lakes. Anyway, uh, part of his passage to the United States was paid for by Swift and Company. Uh, so that, you know, when he got here, he would have a job um, and be an indentured servant. Uh, his first job was working at the Union Stockyards in Chicago. He was a janitor in the stockyards, which you can imagine was probably pretty pretty gross, you know. I mean, the stockyards were notoriously brutal places of murder murdering animals and uh being the janitor doesn't sound like a great job considering how do you ever get that place clean you know i mean wow but anyway yeah it would be like do you want to do this or do you want to go into the open volcano right it'd be like it would be 50 50 it would be like do you want to be martin's do you want to clean martin's bathroom and uh throw away all his candy wrappers for the rest of your life? I mean, do you? But anyway, so then as we know, you know, the Swift Swift Company essentially, you know, invented processed foods, ended up becoming a, a corporate Goliath. Um, but 
it turned out that after my great grandfather uh, left Swift and Company, well, he moved to Omaha where he became like a, a manager, like a middle manager running some other part of Swift and Company in Omaha, then moved back to Chicago uh, to raise his children and then got a job with either the city of Chicago or Cook County. Uh, one side of that building or the other, which I don't even know if was built at that time. But anyway, um, he worked for the, I think, assessor's office and became a precinct captain and uh, ended up, you know, buying his own home and blah, blah, blah. His kids went to school. They were went to college. Then his granddaughter had a son uh, with golden hair. Gold. <laughs> that was me, by the way. Uh, and then it wasn't golden. It got darker. But anyway, uh, I ended up going to school with the Swifts. You know, we went to the same like elementary school and high school together. That's that's a good story, I think. It's it not is. one we tell a lot in our family. I don't I'm not sure really anyone in my family really even thinks about it that way. But I occasionally think that. And I think, you know, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of reasons why that doesn't happen to everybody. Uh and you know, it's not like I mean, I never talked to any of the Swifts and was like, you know, my great grandfather used to work as Let a slave for you. Let me ask you a question you. about them, Matt. Yeah. Were they very fast? Uh, they were in in a lot of ways. Uh, they all like smoked young. And they, I remember they, they drove Cadillacs, even the kids. Um, and they would Other drive thing I around. liked about your story, your delivery of it was totally crim. Oh, okay. I'm not sure know what that means. Um, it's just so it's so crazy that your relatives were all the way up in Yandi and then came via boat through various seaways to come here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. It sounds like yeah. maybe maybe you you've got your own audience that that you're talking to which is good so i feel like you have to have your own audience you know i don't no, want to define do. you you know oh but speaking of our audience this is not something i put together on my own it's a podcast is a team as you know so this is endorsed from everybody okay we've had some extreme weather and i know for a fact we have parents that listen and we have kids that are listening and I just wanted to give you guys, we all did, from the Duke of Pipso team, not just from me, all of us, just a quick, this was on the NBC Today show this morning. I'll just play the clip. Here we go. want to know, can letting your kids choose their own winter outfits be harmful? Experts say to be aware of extreme weather, but other concerns parents often worry about may be unfounded. Turns out just being exposed to the cold is not more likely to make you sick. It can make you not feel great if your body is really, really cold, but it doesn't make it more likely for you to catch a cold. So what are parents to do? Many just let your kids wear, or whoever lives in your house, let them wear whatever they want. You can't get sick from it. No, that's not what they said. 
I can replay it. They say they're trying, you can't get sick from no, being cold. They're no, they they're debunking the myth that going outside and getting that you get sick from being cold. Right. That's, See, yeah. No, wear whatever saying, you want outside. You can wear no. jeans and Stan Smiths or shorts. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Well, you you can. Yeah. It's not going to make that, you sick by being cold. Right. Correct. So just do what you want. So parents, back off. Well, that's going to happen. Every, Martin, of all people in the world, don't you understand that people are just going to do what they want, no matter what anyone else says? Yes, but now this is, you have a medical expert. I'm just following the science. No, you man. seem like you're outraged. What? It's just, yeah, it's... See? Outraged. Now maybe I'm outraged. Okay. I was just trying I to help it. people out. You were like, put together this PSA because of weather. It was your okay. idea. I didn't your say idea. that. Jeez. Oh, this is a good time. This, this always happens. Well, this is a good time to take a little bit of the pressure off of you, I think. Good. Um, good. Yeah. So I've actually, I've arranged, and this is a this is the first in a series. So don't worry, people who are listening. If if you don't want to hear anything about what we're going to do in this episode, just stop listening and wait for the next one. Because we're going to do a series of interviews uh, with our alter egos. Um, and the first one is going to be me. Uh, it's going to be my alter ego. And I guess... My alter ego is is a secondary or alternative personality, and and it's believed to be distinct from my normal or true original personality. And I'm confused. Is it you? It's not you. It's it's a it's it's an alternative personality version of me. Okay. Now yeah. I get it. I mean, it is right. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like a, a second self, you know? So anyway, yeah. or, or yeah. another example is um, uh, like a, a person who knows, like, if you're my alter ego at work, you, you might be a, a trusted aide who knows exactly what the boss wants done. That's one I saw on the internet. Oh, okay. So like a Waylon Smithers type. I get, well, that's, you know, maybe that's not a good example. Okay. But it would really, I've, I've never met my alter ego or really don't know anything I, about him. I or would her. just like, to, I think we, you just have to go to do whatever you're going to do and find out what happens. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to get, I'm going to get started <laughs> and. Uh, hopefully they show up. If they're like me, they might just blow it off. Um, so, okay. So, thank you for joining me in this sacred space, Matt. I hope you feel welcome here and unconditionally so. And I guess I should ask, do you call yourself Matt? <laughs> yeah, I, Matt here. I didn't think this thing was real. But I guess it is. <laughs> okay, so you go you go by Matt, okay. 
Um, well, good. Uh, is that how I sound? Okay. And I, this is sort of weird. Is it right? Oh, I don't look, know. Let, let's let's just let's yeah. not. Yeah. What is your favorite food? Do you like pizza? Yeah, of course I like pizza. Chicago, you know, I grew up in Chicago. I went to New Trier. I did the whole thing. Um, you know, probably, uh, probably like a really fancy like lobster roll, but served outside just after tennis. So good. Wow. You went to New Trier? That is, wow. What? Yeah. Um, The best high school in Chicago. What do you want? Okay. Okay. I. Yeah. Trevians. Uh, so one of, one of, uh, one of my, one of a, a cherished person in my life, this guy, he, he's a, I don't even know where to start with him. I mean, maybe you know him. Kent Overby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know him. I know him. Okay. Good guy. Good guy. Okay. Well, he once told me that the world is divided into givers and takers. Which are you, Matt? Matt, look, let let me level with you, right? I get it. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I mean, come on. It's like you got to take something to give something. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, what do you want me to say here? You know, it's a little bit of Machiavellian, I guess. Yeah, just, you know, you're the one I thought this would be like, what color shirt are you wearing? You know, not... Whatever. It's cool. It's cool. Well, I'm your alter ego, so, you know, maybe... Okay. So, well, what a... So, yeah, am I a giver or taker then? What I mean, you're, you're, you're a taker and then a giver no. is what it sounds like? What, what about me? It's just like people say this all the time. Like I, sometimes you don't have anything more to give, so then you have to take. You're taking this all out of context. So maybe you're the taker. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, if Uncle Sam gave you a magic wand that only worked on America once, what would you do? Either would you eliminate mental illness, or would you take every gun in the country and destroy it? This is a pretty easy question, right? And also, like, try to come up with something more interesting. Like, yeah, guns are bad. I get what you're trying to say. But some guns are okay, so we're not going to take every gun and destroy them. So, mental illness. Okay. Okay, so that was, so that was an easy one. Yeah, but it's, it's like, what do you want there to be no more murders, or like, do you want people to have fancier cars? You know, it's the options aren't even close mm. to the same. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, okay, okay, um, okay. So, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, great question. Uh, So my five-year plan right now, um, I just went through my third cycle of diversifying. At this point, I'm going to liquidate and then diversify one more time. 
Um, so in the next 12 to 18 months, I'm going to be selling 14 Chipotle chains and then just trying to catch whatever the new wave is, you know, and then hopefully, you know, early retirement, 58, get down to Florida year round. I hear you're down there now. How's that? Uh, it's at, we're in Orlando. I mean, we could be, we could literally be anywhere. Uh, don't get me started. Um, yeah, well, I'll be down there probably five years. So NDB. Okay. Well, you said 58. Well, whatever, whatever. Sorry. Look, I think this is going really well. Martin doesn't know that if you leave pop in your car in very cold weather, the can will explode. Invent a quick lesson plan right now for how you would teach him this information. Get a bunch of pop, hide it in his car, and then when it gets really cold and explodes, tell him, I put it in there. I hope you learned your lesson. Wow. Okay. That's that's a lesson plan? Okay. I planned it, and you learn a lesson. If someone calls you pedantic, would you consider it an insult or a compliment? This is a rhetorical question. Something wrong with you, man. Yeah, I had a little bit of dust or something in my throat. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I know how that goes. Um, I think you can take medicine for that now, though. Yeah, okay. Maybe I have COVID, okay? Can you just get No, on for with it? pedantic. Oh. Okay. Okay. So the what's the so you, is it an insult or a compliment? It just is it's a state of being, you know? You gotta it's a issue, you gotta deal with it. Ride the wave. The year is nineteen ninety two and you have just graduated from high school. You are living in a wooden shack with no electricity or running water, with four boys who have just finished their sophomore year in high school. One of the boys is the weirdest person you have ever met. What is one thing you hope to learn from this experience? Let me tell you a couple things here about leadership and motivation, which I, I feel is sort of my calling cards in a lot of ways. My role there would be to get the boy into the mainstream, maybe team up with the other kids, point out his flaws, break him down, build him back up again, that sort of thing. Um, You know, people like that, you got to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um. Okay. Well, this is the last this is the last question I have. Uh you don't know it yet, but the weirdest boy will eventually end up as the mayor of Chicago. Do you stop him knowing what you know about him now? If you don't stop him, what's the worst thing that might happen? Let me tell you something. I grew up in Chicago. Well, you know, well met, but it's the same thing. 
if you live in Wilmette, you don't have to deal with the mayor. They're all just one idiot after another. There's nothing you can do. Um, it's impossible. You could worry about this every day for the rest of 19 lifetimes and nothing would be solved. So okay. move out of the city, move up here. Um, you'll love it. You'll love it. And then just live in your ivory tower? I have a coach house if you needed a place for a little oh, bit. Nice. Nice work, yeah. Matt. So, yeah. Oh, anything for you, Matt. Yeah. Okay. So you're not worried. You just, there is no worst case scenario because you, you live in Wilmette. Exactly. Exactly. That's, okay. if anything, if anything, that's what I want you to get out of this interaction. Okay. Oh, so let's, you know, we don't have to really talk all that much. Okay. Going forward. I mean, you know, no, I don't, I, no, stuff. we don't. No. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, and thanks thank for you, thanks for the insight. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the insights. I thank you for thanking me. I I needed that. So I could tell. Yep. Leadership. Okay. Good. Good. Good luck to you, Martin. I think he just he just left. I don't know where he went. Yeah, that was pretty weird. It was like. Being able to see two sides of the mirror at the same time. Yeah. Well, it felt really weird. I it I feel yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect from that. It was weird. Um, but you know, that life life's weird, so you just keep on trucking. Am I right? Exactly. I, you do. You do. Well, um, I think we, we should move on then to thirty three. Agreed. Okay. Okay, well, uh, I'm thinking of a number. Two. Nope, nope, it was okay. 11. All right, uh, all right. So uh, I'm going to receive from you. Perfect. Um, this one goes out 33. Do you know today's National Handwriting Day? No. Times New Roman. Um, just, uh, it reminds me of when I used to know a lot more about fonts and, um, and what an, an amazing, amazing thing it was to me when I first like discovered print shop on Apple. This was like that you could run on like an Apple two, two E or two C was the first versions that I used and you could change the font and it just was just, it was like I was making my own newspaper. I could not believe the power of changing the fonts and writing things in different fonts. Completely unbelievably exciting to me as a kid. Sans serif. Uh, so I think that means it's a font without a certain type of like, like filigree or like, like extra little like twist on each letter. Cause it says it's without the serif. Um, so I guess it's like, you know, 
probably a sign that like this this font thing is getting out of control. You know, we it's people are being too they're getting too expressive with it. So let's tone it down a little bit and let's use French or or yeah or some other language to say without without style. And then people will be like, oh, look, this is an even cooler font, but it's actually just more plain. Can't even read it. Zalgo. Uh, that's some kind of new weight loss medication. Don't know why you brought that into this at all. Oh, I, well, it's fine. That actually, Matt, that was a new record for you. Yeah. Great work. New record. Good or bad? Yeah, good, good. Oh. Okay. I think I just need to tap into whatever it is that you really love, yeah. like fonts. Yeah. Well, yeah, I that I you used could make, to love. You could make banners on Print Shop. You could do everything. I, I, yes, I could. Yes, I could, and yes, I could burn up printer ink. Yeah. You know, we Worth all could. It, totally. All right, uh, Martin. The name of the game is thirty-three. 33. Fruit. It's a little bit overrated. Um, There's probably like four that are pretty good, and then the rest is just like, well, if we eat this, it's probably not poisonous, and then maybe we can, you know, genetically engineer it to be a little better. Vegetables. There may be, there are two that are good. Again, this is laziness, I think. This is like, There's oh. two? Sorry. Yeah, there are two vegetables, two vegetables. It's just laziness. It's like, oh, this is just on the ground. Let me try to eat it. No one lets you do that nowadays with random stuff anymore because it's a bad idea. What are the two good vegetables? Uh, salad and carrots. Okay. Fermented foods. Terrible. Terrible. Um, there's probably one, if you pointed it out to me, that maybe I've liked, but I don't know. Seems like just a terrible idea. Any? Don't you ferment dead people? There's one that you like and the rest are terrible. Wow. No, I don't think you ferment dead people. Well, what about like those like display like frogs they like have on like in science labs? Yeah, no, I think that's formaldehyde. That's a preservative, I think. Okay, well, you know, I don't know. If you're listening, they do the same thing. Okay, well, okay, it's good for your gut health. You know, okay, fermented foods. I get enough text messages from that from Matt Copy. So if I wanted to care about that, I'd just go to him. He's also a lawyer. Okay, so watch well. Watch what you say. Okay. Well, Martin, let's finish up with Hurrahs and Huzzahs, the best Perfect. part of the show. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I had already planned to give my hurrah this week to to Tony Stubblefield, who at the time of my putting this in the document was still the head coach of the men's basketball team at DePaul University. And... uh then he got fired, which was not not really that surprising. Although I figured, 
I don't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. I I wanted to give him a hurrah because what he was his job had become completely ridiculous. Like it was just a total disaster watching the team play. Um every it just it was terrible. Everything about it is and was terrible. Terrible. Like I get that maybe there's teams in the country that DePaul could beat, but not too many of them. And that's not supposed to be like that. So anyway, he just seems like a good guy. uh, And I wanted to give him a hurrah just to be like, look, we don't, it's not, we don't blame you. This was before he got fired. It's especially true now. We don't blame you. We know you're working hard. We know they didn't just find you like standing on the street corner somewhere and we're like, hey, uh, do you like basketball? Do you want a job? Like, although sometimes that's what it seemed like, but we know that that's not what it was. And I was thinking, you know, maybe he should just leave <laughs> of his own accord. And then maybe the DePaul players could all, maybe they could hire their own coach, you know? Or maybe they could bring the high school coach at DePaul Prep, who used to play at DePaul, to be the DePaul coach. Like, I don't know. At this point, why not just try anything? But that's for another day to figure those things out. Just want to say to you, Coach Stubbs, hurrah. Uh, it, it, no one should have ever been put in that position and and anyone in that position would have been would have been given full permission to just be like this job sucks and i'm out of here so anyway that's what happened anyway so hurrah to you and good luck in the future wow terrific um mar matt wanted to jump in here real quick matt okay hello matthew and marty do you chaps listen to howard stern Stephen A. Smith was on today, and that guy is a real wanker. Oh. No, I didn't hear that. What did he say? He said he did not want to chat about his personal life. Then he told this terrible story about how his girlfriend came to visit him when he had COVID. He told her not to visit, I'm making air quotes here mate. Then she got COVID and ended up in the hospital because she had asthma. Huzzah to you Mr. Smith. Huzzah. You know, I agree with you, Marmat. That sounds like she could have died just because yeah. you're trying to prove some weird point that doesn't make sense. Some alpha male bull, bull you know what, BS. And Stephen A. Smith, if you hear this and want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. Good for We're you, here. Marmat, by the way. I, Marmat is really coming around. I agree. I agree. Now, Matt. This, unfortunately, just because of time, it brings me to my huzzah. Yeah. And it's weird that my huzzah this week goes to a competitor who was just playing golf here this past weekend, um, Annika Sorenstam, who is a was called the Tiger Woods of the LPGA. She doesn't play on the tour anymore. She's like 50 and it's too much, but she has a bunch of wins. They had this LPGA golf tournament this weekend, and they had a celebrity of competition. She was in the celebrity competition. 
Okay, first of all, she's a woman's professional golfer in a golf competition with celebrities. And then also, this is her home course. This is where she plays whenever she plays when she's here. It's rigged, Matt. And yeah. it's even worse than this. It's not really celebrities. It's all athletes. Every single one. Oh, okay. Now, there are a few, and I, I would like to shout them out. Guess who came in 20th overall? Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Okay. And he's a really good golfer. I would like to invite him to be on the show to talk about golf anytime. Okay. Um, Larry the Cable Guy competed. Oh, wow. That's Boy, that's exciting. And then Dylan Dreyer, who is a uh, news person on the Today Show. Okay. Out of 48 people, those are the only three non-athletes that competed. Wow. If I'm see, I want to see celebrities. Like I want to see like Kylie Jenner and Willie Nelson and yeah, Alfonso Ribeiro. No, Jody Davis. No, no. Um, Harry Carey, he could play. Like you the know? third, Harry Carey the third or whatever. I, any of them, if they want to play, they can. Okay, well Harry Carey can't play. But like Leon Durham is not going to play. He, if you wanted to play, you'd let him play. I knew you just wanted to talk about Cubs stuff. It's always the same thing. Well, Matt, we did it again. Okay. Best show probably in our lives. Yeah. My guess is when the Smithsonian in a couple weeks asks for a tape of a podcast, this is the one we're going to send. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. All right. See you next week, everybody. Have a great week.